from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. But it is about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Discontent, uh, unsettled, maybe boredom. No matter our age, these feelings have always been a part of our life, and they, they push us to search for something new. Maybe it's a, a new job. Maybe we're looking for a new home. Maybe a new place to visit. The list goes on. And to search for these new things has only become easier for us. Uh, we used to have to look at manuals or travel brochures, but now we have the internet which allows us to go well beyond where oftentimes we need to be. The internet, although it provides different reviews, it provides us pictures and things like that, it also has many other rabbit holes that we can go down to. It used to be a lot simpler to find ways for our life to change. Some of these life-altering moments, when I think back to my own life, I think to kind of some big moments. One would be the Oklahoma City bombing, and the other was 9-11. And the place, you know, when those things happened, I, I still have a memory of where I was when it really set root in my life. For 9-11, it was in my seventh grade classroom. For the Oklahoma City bombing, it was on the drive home from school, listening on the radio. And the radio... Back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, up until really the television became popular, was a place that families would gather around, going to the neighbors to listen to Fulton Sheen, to listen to big world events. It was there that the heart was stirred for these life-altering moments. It was there that many families had their own four o'clock moment, a moment when their life would forever be altered. And so this simple radio, I think, although just a little technology that's now becoming outdated, is actually something that can speak to the frequency desired by every heart. That which corresponds to our heart 
And it's a heart that depends not simply on our soul. We as Catholic Christians can grapple with that pretty easily because we acknowledge that Jesus Christ left us the sacrament, something physical to set us into that reality that we are not just body, but we are body and soul. That which affects a change within us, which brings us into relationship with him. And so then our bodies are also considered, I would say in this analogy, to be an antenna. And without the antenna, it's difficult to find what it is that the soul truly needs and desires. And Paul speaks to that today in our second reading. He's speaking to the Corinthians about the promiscuity of the Corinthian lifestyle. It truly was known in ancient times as being one of the most promiscuous cultures. So Paul speaking to this immorality is speaking to the, the word porneia. That which, which divides the heart. A use of the body which, which only tends to give itself out freely, but in a way that doesn't actually bring it fulfillment. Because our bodies were made to be in union. And as body and soul, then, we, we have to acknowledge that we cannot divide these two essentials of who we are as God's children, as body and soul. And if we divide the heart, then we begin to separate ourselves from the frequency of God's love. Paul says to us today, if you are joined to the Lord, you will become one in spirit with him. So if we are dialed in then, if we are dialed in body and soul, then we will not only find the desire written on our hearts, but we will, be find, we will find that our life is now forever changed. So let's go then to this simple radio. For you young whippersnappers out there that may not know what these radios used to look like, they have two dials on them. And the first would be to tune. To tune. Now, I remember driving the tractor, and we, all we had in there was AM radio. And I love to listen to the Royals, but depending on the atmospheric conditions, you had to really work hard to get it right where it needed to be. So you didn't have to listen to all the fuzzy, staticky frequencies that are trying to interfere. And for us in the Christian life, that tuning is very important. Because in order to hear God... It takes a little effort. Like Samuel in our first reading today. Samuel heard four times a voice reaching out to him. In the middle of the night, each and every time, he got out of his stupor and went to Eli, who he thought was speaking to him. So too, like it was for me in the tractor to find that fine-tuning, so too does it take effort for us to be able to hear God. It's important then in this tuning exercise that we not only lock in and dial in, but the fact that we take the effort to set the preset. This preset is something that requires us to be intentional. To be intentional about seeking the Lord, about presenting ourselves to the Lord. Because whether or not we're there, whether or not we're tuned in, God never tires in speaking to us. He's like that radio station that's always there waiting for us to hear exactly what we need to alter our life. And so we have to first and foremost be intentional about tuning our life. And when we have that four o'clock moment 
that moment where we hear God maybe for the first time personally in our life, set that preset, but you have to return back to it. So that brings us then to that second dial. Because that second dial is the volume. But it's not just the volume, but it's also oftentimes the power button. We may be locked into the Lord. We may know where the Lord desires to speak to our heart. But if we keep the volume down low, then we become, in our silent, if our prayer life is silent, we become like that car at the intersection, surrounded by all these other ones playing the different frequencies of the world that offer us just some kind of temporary pleasing but don't offer what our heart desires to know. And so are we listening for the Lord? We can present ourselves to him, we can come to mass, but are we truly locked in and engaged? Do we allow God to speak into every part of our life? Because the reality is that many of us have a broken dial. Right, your presence here today, your presence in going to prayer, your, your desire for the Lord is there. But maybe you don't even know how to hear his voice. You don't know how to turn up that dial. And so it requires then, like the apostles in the gospel today, someone else who can accompany you, who can help you to hear it. Because John simply told those two disciples today, behold the Son of God. And they followed do we have someone else in our life who is speaking the language of God? Do we have someone else in our life who's willing to lead us to be able to tune into God and to hear him? And if you're at that point in your life, then buckle up, lock in, and crank the volume up. Because not only do we have in the future, but here in just a few moments, when we receive our Lord in the Eucharist, he desires to enter into the very circumstances of your life and to speak the language of his sacrificial love for you. Next week, which is Word of God Sunday, as Pope Francis designated it last year, each of the three of us priests will speak to you the language of God's love in the scriptures to help you understand where God desires to tune into your heart and to speak his love into those very circumstances of your life. In the first weekend of February, we will offer you the opportunity to figure out both dials of your life. Because in order to tune into God, we sometimes have to hit the seek button. This year, we have an opportunity, a great privilege with the circumstances of the virus that the Seek Conference put on by Focus, we will be able to host here at Church of the Magdalene. This isn't just a conference where you can come and hear good speeches, where, where maybe you can feel good about Jesus. It's not even just a time to come together and realize, oh man, Jesus is a good person to imitate. But it's an opportunity to encounter the person of Jesus Christ to be stirred within your heart, to receive the tools, to tune in, to hear him, and to crank up the desire of your heart for him, who is the only one who can truly satisfy. So are you willing to be dialed in? Are you willing to crank up the volume of the person of Jesus Christ in your life to live not just a set of rules, to not just live a doctrine, but to move from the head to the heart? My brothers and sisters, this week, let us all make an effort to tune in. 
to maybe tune out a part of our life that is distracting us from the very love that will save us. Let us tune in so that like the disciples, we can recognize that our Savior who created us without us will not save us without us. Tune in and like the disciples, stay and remain with him. And so crank up the volume. Make time this week for some period of silence. Whether it's five minutes, the Lord has something for you to hear. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Transform our hearts. Unite our hearts in your love, O Lord, so that we can be dialed in. We can crank it up to hear you who desires to speak to us, who desires to speak to our hearts, and who desires to truly set us free.